would you please welcome back Pastor Dan. Thank you. Wow, it's really good to see everybody, and uh, thank you for allowing us to uh, get away for a while. Marsha's going to come and preach this morning. She has so much to say, and uh, so get her after church, and she'll be more than happy to talk to you. Uh, but we, we just had a really nice time. So many of you, all, almost all of you that I've talked to, um, you know, how, how was it? What would you do? And, and I, I just put you off, and I said, if you can just be patient a little bit, I'm going to share this morning's sermon on, on uh, what I learned on sabbatical. So how's that sound, okay? So that's what we're going to do and uh, go through this. Um, so um, first of all, our, our, our youth, our children in Bible quiz, uh, Charlotte, I was thinking of you and me, a youth group has come a long way since we were in youth group. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just really great. I'm just so proud of these kids. But, but they couldn't do it without the parents. Couldn't do it without the coaches and volunteers. And wow, love it, love it, love it. So what I learned on sabbatical, um, oh, nothing. Um, it, it, it really, it's just so good to be back and see all of you. We, we genuinely, and I say that from the bottom of my heart, we really, really missed you. Been to a lot of churches in the last eight weeks um, and, and just going different places, and I'll, I'll share with that in just a moment. But I'm really thankful uh, to, to be able to call this my church home. Uh, I want to give a personal thank you to all that helped make this a smooth time while we were gone. And uh, so the board, uh, thank you board for seeing the need in my life that, that I needed some rest, uh, a need that I didn't even recognize myself. And uh, so thank you for that. I always thought it was interesting that um, uh, Joe Hester um, really was suggesting I take this sabbatical and sharing that the board will be in charge while you're gone. And uh, that was his last thing on the board because his term expired. So, Joe, I'm just kind of wondering what that's all about. You know, just go the board to take care of it. But I'm, you know, I'm not on the board anymore. Um, I want to thank, obviously, the staff and uh, Pastor uh, Sammy and Scott uh, for, for helping and uh, the volunteers. You, you guys are amazing. So many people do so, so much. So what did I learn? Well, that's really a great question. I'm going to break this down into three areas, okay? And uh, I want to talk about what I learned in my marriage. <laughs> that might take a while. Um, I want to learn uh, about this church. And then, then I want to share some personal things that God spoke to me about uh, these last eight weeks. So my marriage. First of all, I saw Marsha a lot. I, okay, let's go to the second point. No. And, and I, I saw her a lot. And here, here's, here's the, the, the beauty of, of marriage. We've been married, you, you guys know, uh, this summer will be 39 years. And no matter what happens in life, you have each other. If you are married here today, I want you to treat your spouse as if they were the king and queen of the earth. Love them. Romance them. 
take care of them, encourage them, strengthen them. Because someday those cute little kids you have running around your house are going to be gone. And when they're gone... <laughs> Some of you can't wait for that day, can you? And, and when they are gone, what do you have left? You have each other. And if you are focusing totally on that child, you are not being obedient unto Scripture. Your spouse must come before your children. Okay, I'm a, my wife even said amen to that. Your spouse must come before your children. We love when Wes and Nikki come around the house, and, and we just, it's just so, so, so incredible. But they leave. And who's left? Marcia. And that's good. Okay, that's good. We have each other. And, and, and there are times that Marsha and I, honestly, we lay in bed, and, and I'll give her a hug, and all I'll say to her is this, seven billion people. And she smiles like I gave her the, the biggest thing in the world. And what am I saying, Marsha? Out of seven billion people on this earth, I'm so thankful to be married to you. Okay, oh, all right. But it's, it's real. Early in our sabbatical, I think the first, the first week, there was a movie we saw on TV with Jimmy Stewart. I love the old movies. Called Shenandoah. And some of you might remember that movie. It's a movie back in the Civil War days. And a young military guy wanted to marry Jimmy Stewart's daughter. I saw this movie before. I shared this in a Sunday school class years ago. But, but it, I was reminded of it this, this sabbatical. And the young man was really nervous. And he went up to Jimmy Stewart. And, and he was, him hawing around, you know, scared to death. And I, I remember that conversation I had with Marsha's dad. He was kind of scary back then. I just want you to know that. And, and, um, and Jimmy said, why should I let you marry my daughter? And the young man said, well, I love her. You know, he's proud of himself. I love her. And Jimmy Stewart said, that's not good enough. He said, what do you mean, sir? He said, do you like her? Because you love somebody, and you're going to, you know, protect them and watch over them. But if you like them, you're going to enjoy being with them. And I want you to know, after almost 39 years, I still like that girl, okay? And, and that's what I learned in sabbatical, okay, is that, 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 that she's okay. We, we, we did good, okay? She's okay. So work on your relationship with your spouse. Get away from the children for a couple days. They won't die without you. But I never left without, I never left my kids. There's a problem there. Okay? You, you, as husband and wife, you need time together, and your children need time away from you. And now, now the young people are saying, yes, okay. And, and um, so, yes, you as a man need your space, and you as a woman need your space, but the two of you need to find some things to do together so that you truly do enjoy being together. And guys, I want to say this. Well, the last thing on marriage. Um, plan ahead. Tell your wife, in six weeks, we're going to do this and this and this. Women love that. Okay, they, they love to plan ahead. Guys, eh, what are we doing today? But women like to plan ahead. Okay, the church. The church. One thing that was confirmed in Marsha and my heart is this. We love this church. 
We love this church. I've been to a lot of churches in the last eight weeks, Sunday morning, Wednesday night, uh, small groups, different things, and, and I love this church more than ever. Uh, we've been to a lot of church, uh, some AG, some non-AG. I wanted to see what other people were doing. And uh, our goal was to look for larger churches in small towns. This is a small town. I want to see how other churches are reaching, impacting a community, because that's what God has called us to do. He has not called us just to reach the people that are in this room, but he's called the people in this room to reach a community, and I want to learn how to do this. So we went to some churches I'd never even been to before. I'd never met the pastor before. Uh, I, we enjoyed some of them. The one church, I enjoyed some of them. That didn't sound good, did it? Um, we went to the one church and, and really enjoyed it. And uh, I sent the, the, the pastor uh, an email and said, we've never met before. My wife and I were at your church. Can we sit down and have coffee? He said, absolutely. We sat down, we met, and just sharing ideas and things. And it was, it's just, just been really good. Um, I, in the last 18 months, I don't know if you're aware of this, I've been in a mentoring group uh, with some uh, pastors in Ohio, um, some large churches, you might even say mega church in some big cities, and um, I, I wonder why they wanted me to come, because our church is smaller than theirs, and our city is just a little thing compared to theirs. And uh, they said, Dan, we want you there, because percentage-wise, Louisville Assembly is reaching more people than our church, percentage-wise. So they said, your church is smaller in number, but bigger in percentage. They wanted me to be there. But for this sabbatical, we wanted to go uh, where God was really moving in small communities. We wanted to see what God was doing. So I love our church. So let me say this. I believe this church is built on the Lord Jesus Christ, but I had to let it go. I'm a control freak. I bet you guys didn't know that, did you? I'm a control freak. As a matter of fact, when the board wanted me to take this sabbatical and they brought it to me, I said, I, I can't do that. I, I have the next, the whole year plan. I, I just know, I, I need to know what's going on. God has called me to be the shepherd. I found out something. I'm the, I'm the under shepherd. He's the shepherd. This is God's church. And you know what? It looks like everything was okay while we were gone. At least I'm not aware of any problems, except I did hear one time the church almost burned down, but that's another story. Some of you didn't even know that, so everybody took care of it. So I want to applaud you and thank you for doing so well while Marsha and I were gone. I, I want to thank the church board for trusting. They didn't trust me. They trusted you. They, in my office, when they presented the sabbatical, and, and I'm bringing up, you know, a hundred reasons why this shouldn't happen, and they said, Pastor Dan, the church can take care of itself. They trusted you. Isn't that awesome? They trusted you. And then, and then the staff again, they did so well while we were gone, and, and all of you, um, you, 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 didn't, you didn't call me, text me, um, once in a while we'd run into you at, at um, where was that, Pacatan's, I was with Marsha, she wasn't with me, okay, <laughs> and, and, and we ran into some of you there, uh, but we bump into some people, but you know, that, that was fun, that was always good, uh, but, but uh, it, it, it was nice. I was amazed because I know you and I trust you, and I'm going to be totally honest here. I did not worry about this church. I just trusted you, okay? It was, it was, it was really free for me. 
So we went to many churches with the desire to be blessed. You know, when you give and give and give every week, you give and give and give. I was wore out and didn't know it. I wanted to go and be fed. I just wanted to go sit in church. Do you guys have any idea how blessed you are to be able to, in the, in, in the, as your week begins, just to come and sit and worship the Lord and, and just hear a word of God? Or, Man, you guys are blessed. And, and I just wanted to go be blessed, and I was. I, w- I was blessed. I wanted to be fed. I wanted to experience the power of the Holy Spirit. I did not see that a whole lot. Um, I walked into church. I walked into this one church, and I walked in the door. There was not one person in sight, and I had no idea where I was going. There was not a sign anywhere. I said, okay, middle note, make sure we have signs in our church. When people come to visit, they know where they're going, okay? And, and we're doing better with that, but we, we need to kick it up just a bit. Worship. Um, basically, folks, after being blessed and all that, I wanted to be blessed. I really went with an attitude of, being, uh, of critiquing the service. I hope that's okay. It was okay with God. hope it's okay with you. So I went, and I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn what to do and what not to do. And when you go to some places and you say, I never want to do that, you're learning. If you go somewhere else and say, I like that, you're learning, okay? So with the worship, man, I, oh, I hate to say this, but I'm happy to say this. Folks, we have a really great worship team at Louisville First Assembly, and I really thank God for that. Amen. I'll take, and if you're on the worship team, close your ears for a moment. I'll take what I saw over anything I've seen, what I saw here today, over what I've seen while we're on sabbatical any day of the week. I saw some, some worship teams, I saw one that was really talented, but, but there, was, there was not the heart. I'll take heart. Give me heart. And when you get the combination of talent and heart, which I believe we have here, folks, we have something. We have, a, we have a really good church, and we need to make sure that people outside these walls understand that. One thing I really enjoyed, and I told Jack and some of you others work on the sound booth. I was sitting in, in, in a rather large church on a Sunday morning, and uh, all of a sudden, the sound system began to squeak and make all kind of noise. And it was hilarious because, you know, it just happens sometimes. It hasn't happened here in a long, long time. But I said to myself, I wonder what everybody's going to do. Guess what they did? Everybody in the church began to look back at the sound guys, you know. And I'm saying, oh, those sound guys, these guys back here, God bless them. The PowerPoint people, beautiful, beautiful job we have here. I was considering the word that I, that I was hearing preached. Um, some of the word I heard um, went a couple places, um, honestly, uh, just really dry. Just I don't know how else to say it. Um, some, some were really, really good. And I, I really believe that through our small groups here, our Sunday school classes, uh, the, the, the Sunday morning, Wednesday night, I, I think we have good word here in this church. And we're teaching truth. And I, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling good about that. Of friendliness. Uh, I, I saw friendliness uh, all over the place. I was at a church out east, and, and uh, they, they invited me to go to the coffee bar, and, and I did. Almost every church we went to, they had a big old coffee bar. Isn't that funny how times have changed? I remember when we built next door, and we put a kitchen in down below, people going crazy. A kitchen in a church? Okay. Times have changed. Times have changed. Some of it's good. This guy came beside me in the coffee bar, and I'm not kidding 
He was a, he was a monster. And, and, and he probably weighed at least 300 pounds. And he, he, he had to, honestly, he had to duck to go through the doorway. And what doorways are six foot eight? He had to duck to get below that. Nicest guy in the world. And believe me, he wanted more than one donut that morning. <laughs> Children and youth, I was very, very concerned, uh, inquisitive as to what churches were doing for their children. I love children. I'll fight for kids. I'll, I'll fight for teenagers. And, and um, a, a lot of the churches were doing well, and, and I, I'm really, really thankful for that. And, uh, you know, I'll share with our, our leaders at some point. But uh, that, that seemed to be, to be good. A couple things that I found we needed to work on. Um, weekly guest information, when guests come into our church, uh, we don't do well at that at all. You know, bad. And uh, so we're going to be working on that and follow up. Um, every time a church, probably 40% of the churches um, wanted some, a guest to fill out a card. And uh, so I filled out every one of them because I want to know what's going on, okay, what they're going to do. And I got, I got emails. I got phone calls at home. I got a, a letter from the pastor. And uh, some of you say, well, that's too much. Well, whatever. I felt like if I was looking for a church, I'd probably go back there and try it again, okay? So, so that, that's, that's something there. Um, getting the word out. We have to get the word out about our church. I really, we, we talked two months ago about some videos that we're going to be doing and, and doing social media. And I, I think these things are really going to help us to do that. And um, also a new believers class. Uh, several of these churches I felt were good, strong churches. They had a class for new believers. And um, uh, I told some of you that one thing I was going to be working on on sabbatical was some new believer uh, information. And uh, God really helped me. I used some of the things you, some of you gave me, and uh, I was able to write a, a, a class, uh, study material for the New Believers class that we are going to put in place. Um, I understood the importance of relationships. I went to a small group at one of these churches on Wednesday night. Notice I'm not giving names of any of these churches. And um, the, 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 the pastor was leading this small group. It was a small group of, of three. I made number four. And um, he was talking about how to, how to reach people. And, and this lady said, well, Pastor, I came here. This is really important. I came to this church because somebody invited me. I stayed at this church because of relationships I had with somebody in the church. Man, I'm making notes, 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 notes. Um, and, and she's been there 12 years now. I went to another AG church in another county, and a Sunday morning, and every church is different, and this church, soon as soon as it hit 10, well, it was, nine, it was a 9 o'clock service, as soon as I hit, it was 9 o'clock, man, the church went, just went dark, and, and, and that's, some of you say, well, that would be awesome. Well, the, the lady was trying to write a check in front of me, and she couldn't even see to write the check, so I don't, I don't anyhow, everybody has their own taste. Um, I was watching this man in front of me, 50-some-year-old 50, 50 man. He just worshipped. This is how much he sang. This is how much he moved. <laughs> he just stood there. And I'm thinking, I'm a visitor. Here's this guy right in front of me. Why on earth does he come to this church? Why does he go to any church? So greeting time, me being me. 
excuse me, sir. Everybody's going all over the place, and he's just, you know, he wasn't moving. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, this is my first time here. I want to know, can I ask you a question? I didn't give him time to answer. I said, how long have you been going here? He said, three years. I said, why do you come here? What draws you here? He didn't even hesitate. He said, I have friends in this church. I thought he was going to say because he loved the pastor. I thought he was going to say he liked the music, although he wasn't singing not one word. I had no idea. But when he said, I have friends in this church, it blew me away. And you know what I felt in my spirit right then? A guest to our church can put up with me if they like you. The pressure is off. And this lady in the other church, she continued 12 years because of relationships. This man who had nothing, it seemed like he wasn't getting one thing out of church. He continued for three years because he had a relationship in the church. We need to build relationships with one another. So how about today you ask somebody out for lunch? Wow. How about you invite someone to church? Because in both those cases, these people attended church because somebody invited them to church. And Easter is coming up in two weeks. Palm Sunday, next Sunday. This is a time of year when your friends and family just might say yes. And I think we have a great church here. So how about we tell somebody and invite somebody and just see what will happen. See, Acts 2.42, I am getting to some scripture, how about that? In Acts 2.42, the church grew because of prayer, because of teaching, because of communion, and it goes on to say because of the fellowship. And because of the fellowship they had with one another, the church began to grow, and we need to do this. One pastor that uh, we sat under on sabbatical, he said, let's try this, one-on-one on one at one. I said, what in the world? You know, I'm thinking, what does that mean? He said, one person to pray for one person at one o'clock in the afternoon. Set your clocks. I set my alarm for the entire time I was on sabbatical at one o'clock. And at one o'clock, I begin to pray for a certain individual, actually, Two, actually three certain individuals. I almost set my clock for three o'clock instead of one o'clock. But what would happen if we would set an alarm for, for a, a good time of day, and when that alarm goes off every day, and it doesn't have to be a 20-minute prayer, Lord, I remember so-and-so. Would you watch over them? Would you hold them? Would you draw them to yourself? Would you minister to them in Jesus' name? That's how we reach people. That's how we're going to reach a community. Another church I went to started at, at, at 9 o'clock. Um, it was over at 9.57. And some of you said, man, I want to go to that church. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. And, and, but I'm telling you what, it was dry. It was dry. I'm sitting there saying, wow. 
And, and I went there because I heard that this was a going church and signs and wonders and miracles, and I wanted to go see what was happening, okay? And it, it was, now it could be that the week before the pastor resigned. Uh, that, <laughs> that kind of put a damper on things, I think. But it was 9.57, and I'm empty inside. I'm dry. I, I haven't felt like I've been in church. So I said, it's early enough to go to another church. So I did. Okay? So... I went to, this time, a, a, a small, smaller church in a smaller community, and uh, I walked in at 25 after 10, and the pastor was shocked beyond words that I was there, and he got a little bit nervous because he knows me, and he's a young guy, and I guess I'm not. And, and, and he saw me, and, and um, so he introduced me, he had me open up in prayer, and we had, I'm telling you what, that was a great service. If I lived in that little community, I'd go to church there. After church, he came to me and said, we have a board meeting after church, and we have dinner with the board. And I'm thinking, he's saying, so we can't have lunch together. And he said, I'd like to invite you to come and have lunch with my board. I said, no. I said, I don't want to have lunch with your board. You know, he said, no, I need you to have lunch with my board. <laughs> I said, okay, what's going on? And there's a situation that this young man didn't know how to handle. So he, it just so happens, just so happens, that God puts someone with a little more maturity and age that's been, been around the block a couple times into that situation. And I sit down. I wasn't even going to go to that church, but the church I went to was so dry, I had to go to another church. So I went to another church, and that was the church. And sitting there, and... and, and, and the, the, the pastor started pumping questions as we're eating ham. And I just felt the Holy Spirit taking over. And just begin to share with that board. And, and the, the nods and the smiles of the pastors over there saying, yes, okay. But it's just good to be in the right place at the right time, just following the Holy Spirit. That, that's all, that's all, all I'm saying there. It, it, it was really awesome. Anyhow, I love this church. The order of service was different than other churches. I mentioned it was dark. They had clock countdowns, the way they did announcements. Every church is different in some regard. I'm telling you what, overall what I saw, the church of Jesus Christ is going forth. And, uh, and we're going to see God do some really, really great things. And the body of Christ does stretch way beyond Louisville, Ohio. But we do have a great church. Tell somebody. Just fill this place on Easter. Third, personal First of all, some of you said, how'd you enjoy your time off? This was not time off. This was not time off. This was giving me time to do some things that I felt God wanted me to do for a long time, and I just had no time to do it because I was doing other pastoral things. Um, I did not work uh, eight-hour, 10-hour, 12-hour days like I am known to do, but I, I, I worked almost every day and... and uh, Wes, you know, Dad, what are you doing? But, but there was times I just had, had, to, had uh, just things I, I had to get done. I wanted to get done. I, I personally, I wrote a course for new believers. I wrote a course on parenting. I love families. I love families. I wrote uh, some material on premarital counseling. We have a lot of young people in this church, people that hope to get married someday. And um, if you come and ask me for counseling, 
Let me just say this. Don't come to me if you don't want to hear truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay? Don't ask me for a reference unless you're willing to, to accept what I write down. Um, so I want to thank you for giving me the time because I wouldn't have had the time to do these things otherwise. I was really wound tight. I didn't know how tight I was wound. Week five, week five, is when Marcia looked at me and she said, finally, I think you're starting to be yourself again. Five weeks. I didn't know I was that wound tight. You know, when you spend nearly 40 years dealing with eternity issues in the lives of people 24-7, it begins to weigh on you. Everything, I, it seems like almost everything I deal with are, are eternal things. And, and, and it gets heavy sometimes. And I didn't realize how heavy. So I want to give you a big thank you for seeing this need in my life, even though I didn't see it. My wife saw it, but I didn't see it. This sabbatical, about three weeks in on a Wednesday night, I really felt dur during Tuesday night as I, I was sleeping, I really felt in my heart that God was giving me direction to go to a particular church tomorrow, which was Wednesday, a few weeks ago, three weeks in. I didn't know they started at 6.45, so I arrived at 6.55. It was a small group that night. They didn't have a Wednesday study as we do. It was a small group. And um, I... I, uh, I, I sat in, and the pastor was shocked. I'm already 10 minutes late. And he said, Pastor Dan, what are you doing here? And uh, I didn't say I was on sabbatical. I just said I, I had the, the night off, and I just wanted to come to a good church is what I told him, okay? And um, he said, well, we're right in the middle of a study on the importance of a weekly sabbatical in our life. But he said, I know that you already know all these things. I almost spit my coffee out. It was God getting my attention. It was God speaking to me Tuesday in my sleep, me getting up and doing what God wanted me to do on Wednesday, and the pastor teaching that very topic that I needed to hear. Isn't this awesome, the way this works? It was awesome. I went to another church on a Wednesday night, and they have a Bible study similar to ours, and their topic that night is should they or should they not wear suits on Sunday morning? I'm saying, what, what, what time is this over? <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Seriously? Eight weeks ago, I shared with, with you folks on Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. I would not lay down. So God made me lay down. And God used the board to make me lay down. And I was able to lay down. And when you lay down, folks, the context of Psalm 23 is not lay down and worry about everything you, that's out of your control. It doesn't mean lay down and just say, oh, man, my life is a mess. It means I'm going to lay down and I'm going to trust God and God is going to fill my mind and my heart with his peace. That's what laying down means. The shepherd back in the scripture, they didn't worry about, or the sheep, they didn't worry about what they were going to eat. They didn't worry about where they were going to go. They just followed the shepherd. And I want you to be reminded again that Jesus Christ is your shepherd. 
follow him, he wants to give you peace. A scripture, two scriptures that came to my mind, so we are going to get into God's word here. Two scriptures in my mind that really penetrated my heart. These are familiar to you, I, I would think. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I was sitting on my couch, and I'm having my cup of coffee, and I'm reading this scripture, and uh, Marcia's another place in the house, and, and, and I'm just all choked up. Weary and burdened, that was me, and I didn't even know it. And Jesus said, and I will give you rest. You know, I looked at that, and I'm saying, man, I, I, don't, I don't feel real tired. I don't feel like I need to take a nap. And then I read on. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And get this, and you will find rest for your soul. Jesus was not saying, if you're weary and burdened, I will give rest for your body. Jesus says, when you're weary and burdened, I will give you rest for your soul. Those things that bother you when you're trying to sleep at night. When you see your children making wrong choices, when things are out of your control and your heart is heavy, this is what we need to do. We go to the Lord, and I love what it says, my yoke is easy. And Jesus is saying that when you hook up with me, when you let me pull with you, when you work with me, the Lord said, I am going to take all the pain and all the strain and all, all, all the effort, and, and it's, your, your life is going to become light again. You're going to have peace again because you're not trying to take care of everything all by yourself. And that's what I think maybe number one that I learned, that there are things in life out of my control, and I need to leave it in God's hands. I can't do it. Here, I admitted it. I can't do it. I cannot do life without Jesus. I cannot do life without him pooling with me because I, I, I'm going to get over, overwhelmed like, like I, I guess I was. And because of that, we get ulcers. We have stress. We lack sleep. We have trials because we don't allow God to give us rest for our souls. The second scripture is in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7. Again, I, I think you're going to know this, this scripture as well. And uh, the Apostle Peter says, says this, Cast all your anxiety, uh, the King James, cast all your cares. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. All your cares, all your worries, all your problems, all your pain, Anything that troubles your heart and your mind, we're to cast it. And that is the very phrase that is used for the fishermen in the, the Gospels when they had their net and they're on their boat or on the seashore and they threw them out, they, they cast their net. And that's what Peter, the fisherman, is using that term. Cast your cares, cast your worries upon God. Here's the problem. We still hold on to the rope on that net. And we throw them to God, and then we pull them back in. This past Sunday, we were at a church up north, out of our county. And the pastor stood there, a young, young guy I, I, I respect a lot. And uh, he did have time for lunch for Marsha and I. And we went to Mexico because we miss Senior Poncho so much. We went to Mexico. And, and uh, during service, he says, here's a problem. We show God our problems but we don't give God our problems. 
look, God, look at my kids. They're a mess. What's the matter, God? Can't you see the problems that I have? Look, God, at work. Look, God, at my marriage. Look, God, at that. And that's not what the Bible says. The Bible does not say, show God your problems. The Bible says, cast them on God and then leave them there. Boy, that's a hard, leaving them there is a hard problem. It's a hard part, isn't it? Because we all have problems. And, and, and you know when the problems bug me the most is when I'm trying to sleep at night. Because I'm not rushing around the day. I don't have all this stuff going on. And now I'm just laying there and, 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 and the mind. God, set us free from that. We need to cast our cares, all of our cares. It says, cast all your anxiety. What's the word all mean? Cast all my cares on God. Because he cares. The creator of this universe cares for me. The one who gave me my job cares about my job. The one who gave me my children cares about my children. The one who gave me my marriage cares about my marriage. The one who gave me this church cares about this church. And I need to cast all my cares on him because he cares for me. And it shouldn't take a sabbatical, folks, to make us aware of these truths. Today can be our sabbatical moment where we find rest in the Lord. Folks, I didn't get to preach in the last eight weeks, so I think I can go six or eight hours a day. What do you think? <laughs> as long as I provide lunch, well, we better close. Um, Wes, I'd like you to come. Come, bring, bring your team. Folks, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. You know what really bugged me? A couple of churches that we went to, they would have a great message, and then they'd pray, and everybody said, have a good week, go home. No time to apply what you learn. I just have a feeling, you know, I've only been back a, a day, and, and, and already at TBQ, I talk to people, phone calls at home, and, and, and it's all good. That's why I'm here. But what I'm saying is this. People are carrying some burdens. People are carrying burdens. And Jesus said, come, all you that are weary, all you that are burdened, and I will give you rest. Don't you want some rest for your soul? Don't you want to be able to lay down your head on your pillow tonight and just have peace? How about we cast our cares upon him? Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord. So today, before we go, can I pray for you? And if you're going through, I'm not even going to ask you what it is, but if, if you're going through something and you have some burdens in your life and you need rest for your soul, can I invite you right now, just come and stand here. We're going to pray for you today. Cast all your cares. Come to me, all you that are weary and burdened. Shane, it's so good to see you, man. If you have a loved one here, someone you care about, 
don't shout in their ear. Just let them know you're, you're there. Pray with Come and pray with them. The Lord is the burden lifter. The Lord is the one that wants to carry that yoke. The one is there. The one is here today that wants to help you through your trials. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. Lord, today I pray for my brothers and my sisters. The burdens, God. The burdens. The burdens of life that are bigger than us. Oh God, I pray concerning the burdens. You've been listening to a sermon from Louisville First Assembly. For more information, visit www.firstagonline.com. That's www.firstagonline.com.